Listening to Battle Red Radio. Oh I'm Matt God. Weston. This afternoon, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor to talk about my own personal favorite division of football. Your least favorite div- uh, division of football. I think like nine percent of football fans absolutely hate this division, but the one and only AFC South, because as William Faulkner once said. To understand the NFL, you first have to understand the AFC South. So here we are talking about the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the You're Titans. You're even starting to forget their names because you don't even like this division either, you liar. No, I'm just trying to go in alphabetical order, you know. I'm like, does the I go before the J? I before C, except after E. It's hard stuff. <laughs> it's hard stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this because we have to talk about a lot of a lot of really fun you know football teams like the like the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. So we're gonna start here with the Houston Texans and the Texans. If you forgot, last year Bill O'Brien was fired after an 0-4 start. After the 0-4 start, they finally threw the ball downfield some and completely pants the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, then they went, they proceeded to win four games after that, losing a lot of close games by things like Nick Martin skidding a snap or Kiki Cutie fumbling into the end zone or AJ Brown going over two Texans defensive backs to set the game winning field goal. It was a lot of chicanery like that for the Texans to you know lose close games and end up going four and 12. And so there's this prevailing idea that, well, you know, Watson's a top five quarterback, you know, at least not to worry about that. Um, you know, it could be a quick rebuild as long as he's here and with the new great head coach, a new general manager, somebody who's even like somewhat competent, somebody runs an offense that gets the most out of Deshaun Watson. The Texans could be a playoff team immediately in the span of a season from four and 12 to 11 and I guess six now is whatever you call it. Uh, that didn't happen. Instead, Deshaun Watson asked for a trade they hired Nick Casario to be the general manager. They hired David Coley to be the head coach. Deshaun Watson was accused of sexual assault by 22 women. Uh, now there's some like, yeah, it happens sometimes. Uh, now there's some like, something coming out that the human trafficking, people are looking at it. Maybe the FBI as well too, because uh, he flew a woman into Houston, which I don't understand very much. And the Texans signed a lot of free agents, had two third-round picks, went from you know, Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins to Nico Collins and Davis Mills. Uh, do you want to hear the list of the players the Texans signed this offseason? Are you ready for this? Before you get to the list, did you even introduce me? Yeah, I said my good friend Taylor. You know what? I need more of an introduction. You just, like, jumped into this, man. I just feel like you're so edgy because you're having to talk about this team. Like, you were just wanting to go, bam. There was not even an intro for me to be able to say how no kissing. you want me to talk about this division. I feel like you were just going to be doing your whole thing. So first things first. One, I don't want to talk about this division. Two, I feel honored. And three, go over your list. All right. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I you had to skip the foreplay the AFC South. There's no petting at all. No, the tongue stays in your mouth. Wait, nothing at all. It's just a whole. It's a hole in a sheet. That's all it is. Um, so this is who they signed: linebacker Tay Davis, tight end Ryan Izzo, cornerback Desmond King, offensive lineman Cole Toner, who's a backup center right now, Cameron Johnson at punter, Ryan Finley. They traded for. Uh, he played zero snaps even the preseason. They cut him after giving up, uh, I believe, a six-round pick for him. Quarterback. Dante Moncrief, wide receiver, he's already been cut. Justin McCray, offensive lineman. Joe Thomas, linebacker from your Dallas Cowboys. Andre Roberts, wide receiver. Terrence Brooks, safety. Chris Moore, wide receiver. Alex Erickson, wide receiver. Camu Gregor-Hill, linebacker. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, linebacker. Terrence Mitchell, cornerback. Mark Ingram, running back. Malik Collins, defensive tackle. Marcus Cannon, who they traded for, offensive lineman. Shaq Lawson, edge defender. Philip Lindsay, running back. Tyrod Taylor, quarterback. Derek Rivers, defensive end. Christian Kirksey, linebacker. Hardy Nickerson, Jr., linebacker. Tremont Smith, quarterback. Justin Britt, center. Tavier Thomas, cornerback. Jordan Steckler, offensive lineman. Paul Questenberry, fullback. Vincent Taylor, defensive tackle. Jordan Jenkins, outside linebacker. Chris Conley, wide receiver. Jaleel Johnson, defensive tackle. Lane Taylor, offensive lineman. Demarcus Walker, defensive end. Neville Hewitt, linebacker. Jeff Driscoll, quarterback. And finally, Taewon Taylor, a wide receiver. Pretty good list. That's a pretty good team right there, right? Did you just like create uh, one of your teams in Madden here? Did you do one of your things where you're just like picking up guys each and every single year and this was your year where you're just loading up? Because aren't all of these guys on one-year contracts? Yeah, nobody was nobody was signed to a contract greater than like four million dollars. I think Tyrod Taylor made ten or something like that, or uh, something a little bit less because he's a starting quarterback. But everybody else, nobody made more than like four point two five million. It really is an expansion draft, though. Well, yeah, uh, this no, is an expansion team. It's worse than expansion team, but it pretty much that's what it is. I just my my whole thing is I don't know what you're doing at running back, and that's what I just like love looking at. Because you just have now Burkhead, too. So you have Lindsey, Ingram, Johnson, Burkhead. What are you, the New England Patriots right now? What are you doing? Yeah, well, and, the, and they're also, three of them are 30 years old. David Johnson's 30. Burkhead's 30. Ingram's 33. I think Burkhead's 31. Philip Lindsey's the young guy at 27 or whatever. And Philip Lindsey was terrible last year. Yeah. He, he was went. really bad. Ingram was really bad. David Johnson, really bad. Rex Burkhead, old and hurt. He was bad, too. And kind of the funny thing about it so far this preseason, um, David Johnson had one carry on third and one, lost two yards, was immediately devoured. Uh, <laughs> but Philip Lindsay's been, not Philip Lindsay, but Scotty Phillips has been getting the majority of the carries in that Packers game. He was pretty good. He's a former undrafted free agent. He makes like $400,000 a year. Um, he probably collects food stamps. Because of his contract that he has, and he's better than David Johnson is. He's better than Burkhead is, and they gave you know, David Johnson four point two five million to stay here. They gave Ingram a couple million dollars. They have like thirteen million dollars to vote to the running back position. And it's like, why? Just find an undrafted free agent, draft somebody in the fourth round. Who cares? You don't need to pay running backs, and uh, that's what they have done here. Despite the fact that run blocking is really bad, it's kind of a bigger issue than who's playing running back actually. So haven't we talked about – all right, so let me ask you this because you and I kind of criticized Indianapolis Colts last year. When it comes to the team like the Texans, where you're not playing for anything really, isn't it best to just not spend money at all? 
Are you allowed to like carry the money over or something like that? Yeah, you can. But this is the kicker, though. Are you ready? Yeah. They restructured bad contracts. So what? rather than pay the money this year for these bad contracts, they restructured what? them to create more money for this year, which will give them a lower salary cap next season. So they restructured Whitney Merciless. They restructured Larry Tunsil. Um, I believe they restructured Lawson as well, too, uh, and Zach Cunningham. And by doing so, they increased salary cap this year so they could sign, give me read the whole list again, Tay Davis, Ryan Izzo, Desmond King, Cole Toner. That's why they did it. It made zero sense at all. Because like, if you're rebuilding, the two most important things are draft capital is the most important thing, and then cap space. And then once you have a, you know, a good draft class or two, find some cornerstone players to build around, then you use free agency to kind of go all in from that point. And uh, they, I don't know, I don't know what the idea is here. So, Taylor, do you think the Texans had a good off season this year? No, I think they had a terrible off season this season. And it's because when it comes to what the Texans like, we're what we're just talking about. I don't know what the Texans were thinking. Why would you restructure any type of contract right now? Why I don't understand either. I don't know. Just try to get rid of everything right now. Why wouldn't you just try to truly start over and start rebuilding? You're not rebuilding here. You're just picking and choosing guys, and you're just plugging them on a team. You're going nowhere with this. It's not even bad if you're just a Texans fan because of the whole Deshaun thing. It's The Deshaun thing just seemed like it put the entire franchise on another pause where they didn't know what to do. And now you're stuck with Man, you're stuck with that whole list you gave me, and I think I know like three guys on that list that are maybe okay at one point in their lives. Yeah, and, and I, can, I completely agree. That's kind of the thing I didn't understand about. It's like there's a dichotomy here. Like it's there's yeah. a bipolarness to it. It's like, well, if you have Watson, this is a bad offseason because Still a bad you team. didn't get you didn't improve the talent dramatically enough at all. If you don't have Watson, this is a bad offseason because you should just get young players. You, yeah. That's what your idea should be here. You should try to go after Cam Sims. You should try like Desmond King's a perfect sign like that. Like go after young players or like your veterans on one year contracts that are good. I'm not talking about like you know Philip Lindsay here. Like I think Desmond King is probably the best sign they made this off season because if he's good in six weeks, maybe you can get a six round pick out of him, or maybe he's good and you can sign him to a long term extension, or he's good and he leaves and then you get comp picks out of it. You know. And so, like that's what I understand. There's a there's a dichotomy between the two here. That if you're rebuilding, it's dumb. If you have Watson, it's dumb. And I think really what the idea here was to improve the overall culture of the team. And then the other problem that Nick Casario has is I don't know if you know who Jack Eastbury is, but he's the the charlatan, you know, priest man who sounds so familiar. Eastbury. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like he like works with the GM. Like he plays like scout team football. He runs like the team operations. He does all that sort of stuff. But also, he had Nick Casario be hired, so he's like the one like right below the owner. So if Easterby doesn't like you, you can't be there. And so I think that's kind of the problem that Nick Casario had. Maybe that like he was kind of limited by some of his decisions because Easterby's like, no, we can't get rid of Laramie. He's too important. We can't, uh, we can't, you know, cut Winnie Merciless. He's too important. You know, they, that sort of thing. And that's the only, only thing I could think of at all that makes any sense. Why? You know, they didn't do things like trailer and utensil or just cut uh, Whitney okay. Merciless and just eat it. So to go off of what you just mentioned, the reason why I just want to interrupt here, do you think, and that's why they did get all these ones, it's the only thing I could think, because I'm still thinking about the running backs here. Do you think that maybe they are just hoping 
that there's just like certain individual guys that are going to start breaking out for the Texans and start showing some light. Or then when other teams have those positions injured, they're then going to be offering draft picks for the Texans. Even if it's the later round stuff, they're still going to be giving picks to the Texans. And since those guys are on one-year deals, it's then no risk for those teams. That's the only time. But that would be kind of smart in certain ways. But that it, it just sounds stupid whenever I say it. Yeah, I think it may even just be more about comp picks necessarily because the NFL trade deadline doesn't really exist. Even last year, they had the chance to do that. That's true. The only player they traded was Eli Inku, and they traded him to Dallas. He played zero snaps for Houston, and Dallas is like, we like that guy. We want to sign him, too. We'll give you a six-round, a seven-round pick. They're like, sure, that's good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the other part of it that I don't really get either. I think it's more like they wanted to change the culture of the team because they talk about it all the time. Culture. We, we, lo- we got to get the culture right. The culture is the most important thing. Guys here. To your point, there's no young guys here to build a culture. There's not building anything. We're I, just- I think that's, that, that's what they say. They always talk about the culture, but they understand, like, a winning team creates the culture. Like, they work hand in hand. You don't have a culture and their team's good. You have to have good football players, you know. They work hand in hand. So, um, so if Watson was going to play for the Houston Texans this year, which I think it's pretty obvious he's not going to play, the Texans still think he could possibly play for them. They they can't trade him really until next year at all. Um, and then based on what we learned from our conversation with Diane Moskowitz, is that there really isn't seem like a world where Watson will be suspended this year or even next year really at all uh, because of how the NFL's own investigation process works. Unless like out of nowhere, there's a video that is is published of Watson, like, you know, yeah. grabbing somebody's hand or whatever, you know, and yeah. and putting it somewhere else, but uh, putting it in his own, you know, yeah, something. His pocket. Yeah, yeah, his pocket, his back pocket, um, yeah. his muddy back pocket. But flirty. So with with all that being said, like if Watson was on the roster, do you think the Texans would be a good team this year? I think they would win four to five games. I wouldn't see them winning five games. Even with Watson. Even with Watson, they're not winning more than five games. And I think because- they could win nine with them. What? Yeah. What did you give him? He's what so you- good. And like, if you just go from, if, no. if you go from six, from two and eight to six and three in one score games, there's nine no. games. What have we been talking about, man? With each of these division previews, the AFC is stacked. You're out of your freaking mind. It's just not going to happen. They have an easy that- schedule this year. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm not giving this to you. No, five games, most. Yeah, I don't know. I think Watson's just that good that I think you care. I think they could score like – the wide good. receivers are bad, though. Yeah. That's kind of a problem. Dude, this whoever plays against the Houston Texans is going to put up 40 points. All right, can I interest you in Chris Conley starting outside wide receiver? Does that excite no. you? What What gets your nipples hard? Nothing gets my nipples hard on any of this. How about Mark Ingram? What if he has six touchdowns this year? About that, do you like the way that sounds? No, I don't like the way any of this sounds, right, man. Right. What I if team? What if uh, What if Justin Britt had a pro football focus grade of seventy three? How about uh, that? Are you that, feeling, are you feeling a little randy now? Whoa, that's getting me going. I'm now moist. All right, Shaq Lawson, six and a half sacks. Oh, you're kidding right. me now even more. So the Texans had two interceptions last year. What if they have eight this year? That's not going to do anything for me, Matt. That's not, not going to do the interceptions. 
No. And if anything, they're probably going to get eight interceptions because teams are just going to want to hail Mary at every single play just to keep putting points up. There's or a lot. They'll put in their third string quarterbacks. There's a lot of funny things, uh, like through like the the training camp stuff. Where like, wow, look at this great play this guy made. It's like, yeah, that's against a six round pick from two years ago who's really bad. That's what he. Yeah, when he goes against a real football player, it won't be like that. Or they're like. The secondary looks awesome in training camp. They picked off Davis Mills for the fifth time today. It's like, yeah, because Davis Mills is probably pretty bad. He's gonna be a career backup quarterback if that at all. You're just, it's just like you're just completely just uh, ruining your argument because of who the players that they're playing against. You know, I just I don't understand this team at all. Okay, so Matt is Cutie gonna stay healthy? I yeah, as long as he doesn't fumble it every time, that's really what matters. Is Cooks gonna stay healthy? Um, I don't. Maybe you know what's what's kind of funny about Cooks is that last year he's like, if they try to trade me, I'm holding out. I'm not being traded again. It's like, <laughs> good job, Brandon. <laughs> good decision. Brandon, you're such an ass. <laughs> he's like, also, you know, he's only like 28. Yeah, no, that's why he I'm was really drafted watching. in 14. He was like 20 years old when he got drafted. He should come to Dallas. That would be nice because we need another receiver to help us. I think so. All right, so here's the Texans' schedule. Uh, let me know when you think the Texans fans are going to start wishing for Bill O'Brien to be back and they're going to start missing him. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Week one, Jacksonville. Week yeah. two, at Cleveland. Week three, Carolina on Thursday Night Football. Week four, at Buffalo. Week five, New England. Week six, at Indianapolis. Week 7 at Arizona. Week 8, Los Angeles Rams. Week 9 at Miami. The bye week. Week 11 at Tennessee. Week 12, the New York Jets. Week 13, Indianapolis. Week 14, Seattle. Week 15 at Jacksonville. Week 16, Los Angeles Chargers. Week 17 at San Francisco. And then week 18 against Tennessee. All right, you want my guess? Yeah. It's going to be none. You're never going to miss Bill. Dude, and it's because... I'm telling there's fans... I'm I'm personally not going to miss him at all, but I'm saying there's fans that are going to be like, we should never fire Bill O'Brien. This team is Bill's fault. It doesn't matter. He he went 9-7 and a few times. Well, no, who cares? I think think after... I think after they lose the Jets in Week 12, that's and they're like 2-9, and I think that's what's going to happen. Nobody's gonna miss Bill. You can't miss Bill. It's all right. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'll send it. the I'll send the tweets your way whenever I, was I see them. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to. I'm for sure gonna have to make a Twitter account. Oh my god, I'm just gonna like putting up pukey faces every time somebody says that. Oh my god, that makes me sick. What are you? Are you okay? Or I'll put a helmet on. Just put your helmet on. Feel better. Like what the hell? <laughs> there we go. Uh, that so my favorite stat from last year though was this was what the sh- the future of the Houston Texans should have been in empty backfields. The Texans had DVOA fifty one point two percent. They averaged eight point six yards per play. That was the future. It was the Sean Watson empty backfield five wide receiver sets, just being a spread passer and like throwing the ball forty times a game for four hundred yards. Uh, we're so they're gonna throw the ball. They're gonna throw the ball seventeen times a game. They're gonna keep four running backs on the roster because they're gonna run the ball forty two times a game. And they're going to lose 31-13 to 13 a lot, over and over again. Oh. <laughs> this is so awful. You're going to hate it. And this is the only team you're going to watch. I know, exactly. I'm going to be writing film articles like uh, Sha- Shaq Lawson still doesn't have a pass rush move that's above average. 
Baby's crying. Houston's losing. I don't know how much longer I can go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so is there a player on the Texans that you would draft in fantasy this year? Um, okay. So I would probably draft. <laughs> I don't think I would touch any, but I was... I'm not going to touch Aikens. I'm not going to kiss. No, I'm not going to do anything. I no, I wouldn't do it, Matt. I'm not touching anybody on this team. I wouldn't either. I was gonna say, who would you touch on this team? Even I mean, like the only touch. answer may be like Philip Lindsay, but even then, there's four of the running backs. <laughs> when it, okay, so when and he can't it, catch the ball. What's the earliest round a Texans player is drafted? And maybe somebody may draft Brand Cooks in the ninth round. Okay, I was gonna say ten. I was gonna say Cooks in ten. That sounds pretty intriguing. Yeah, there we go. He gets uh, five catches for 47 yards. Hey, that's nine points. Hey, man, that's a 10th rounder right there. I would take that all day. You're now thinking about it with a smile on your face. <laughs> it all it all adds up. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you watched this Ted Lasso show before? No. Because we had one Twitter question from Upper Text, and he said, if the Texans hired Ted Lasso instead of David Coley, what would our record be this year? I don't know. That I don't I don't I'm not watching that. Let me see. This is that Jason Sudeikis so, show. Oh, it is. So wait, I've actually seen like the first few episodes of it when it first ever premiered on this season one. So I do know what he's talking about. So you're, you're asking now what their record would be with him as the coach? Yes. I don't know, man. I'm not going to say because I haven't seen Coley do his thing yet. I, I love mean, David I, Coley. I love that's him. That's what I mean. I, I think it's kind of – I want to be able to see his name before I make that comment. I would say, though, Ted Lasso without Deshaun Watson wins four games. I would say, like, they seem like the same person, though, everything I've heard about Ted Lasso. That's what I mean. Because he just sounds like David Coley. And that's why I want to watch David Coley to be able to make really the comparison between the two. I haven't seen the guy in action. I need to be able to see. I, I mean, I absolutely love the man. He had that quote last week talking about going for him fourth down. He's like, I don't care what the charts say. I don't care what the analytic says. I'm going based on my feel. I wasn't feeling it. We're kicking field goals. I said, God bless your heart. So I, I hate science. We're rejecting science. We're embracing tradition. And uh, we're kicking field goals every time it's fourth and two on the 17 yard line. So that way we can lose 31 to 13 instead of 31 to 10. Dude, Ted Lasso is ranked really high. We got to start watching. I'm not shows. watching that. I hate, I hate quirky you have to do the research. You have to be a true host. I hate, no, I hate quirky. I hate quirky. I hate good feeling. I hate nice. 8.7 out of 10 on IMDB. That is the real freaking deal right there. Come on, more man. like more like IMPP because that movie's piss. IMPP. That show's piss. That's what we're doing now IMPP. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm leaving now. Uh, so here's my prediction. You ready? Yes. Watson is traded about February next year, and Davis Mills starts ten games this year. Tara Taylor starts seven. Even though he's cursed, I think he'd be a little bit more. I think Taylor could probably start less than that. Um, and when Davis Mills starts this year, he's gonna be really bad. Like, really bad. And the Texans are going to try to draft a quarterback in the top five picks next year. So I was actually going to say that my prediction was that David Mills was going to be starting at least six games. And he's going to go three and three. 
Whoa. Nabby Helm. You heard it here first. That's what's going to Well, here, here's the problem, though. Here's our, here's our last six games. You ready? Yeah. Indianapolis, Seattle, Jacksonville, yeah. the Chargers, the Niners, the Titans. Yeah. Titans are going to be sitting at that point. I'm going Niners. to that game. Niners are going to be injured at that point. You don't get a week 18 against the Titans? There. Jags, who knows what they're going to be. I could have a third. Dude, I already got the automatic two wins on the last game. And, dude, the Chargers could be injured too, even though we both don't want that to happen. But that's what they're known to be. I got my three wins. All right, well, I'm running this down. I'm going to laugh at you whenever we talk again in February. That's fine. I want you to do this because if I'm right, oh, my God, our four million listeners are going to explode. Six million listeners, all right. I always forget the two million. I forgot that we spread uh-huh. across the now. I forget. Well, we're yeah, we have a, a big audience in Afghanistan. They're very excited to, to have internet over there. So, what's your so the over under for the Texans is four wins. Are you taking the over or the under? And what's your prediction? I'm gonna take. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take the over still. Since I'm saying Mills is gonna win those three games, I'm gonna take the over at five wins. So they're gonna go five and twelve. That, so they would be like the 28th, 28th or 27th best team then. Yeah. I'm going uh, the under. I'm going 3-14. and 14. Dude, losing 14 games is a lot of games. Winning three games is a lot of games. Yeah, but Mills is going to do that because, man, he has a cannon. <laughs> You're shaking your head in right now. Like, I mean, I the only game <laughs> I could possibly see them being is the Jets. And I think Zach Wilson's just a lot better than Tyrod Taylor is already. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to believe that. Okay. Well, I need to see Zach Wilson play for the Jets first. Hey, he looked pretty good in the preseason. Oh, that's good. I'm glad preseason's the real deal now. Uh, and he, he wears a cute little do-rag also. He wears a do-rag? <laughs> yeah. Oh he really God. is like straight off a of Nickelodeon set. Did his mom get him that do-rag? I don't know. I think he's a victim of NK Ultra. His mom should wear a do-rag. All right. So the next team, yeah, to my good friend Taylor, the Milf Hunter. Hey, don't. If you see him at your local Costco parking lot, run away as fast as you can. Hide your wife as quickly as possible. Hey, don't talk about my nickname in middle school. Uh-huh. All right, so the next team we have here, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, The last time we saw the Colts, they lost to Buffalo in the wild card round of the 2020 NFL playoffs, a game they only got to play in because they won a meaningless week 18 game uh, to get in the postseason. Thanks to their extra seed that they were given because the NFL is cowards now. And that in that game, Phillip rivers had a chance for a game winning touchdown drive to win it. He had a, a 13 play 34 yard drive <laughs> that ended it. The yard line and ran like six to eight plays and it was like and they got two yards you got them to this point like you getting those 30 yards was so easy and he just couldn't get by the once he saw that 50 yard he goes oh no oh no yeah and then what the colts did is they did what they always do they don't spin they added isaac rochelle sam tevy uh eric fisher antron woods julian davenport uh, chris reed and the big move they made was trading a conditional first or second round pick for Carson Wentz. It's a first round pick if he plays 75% of the snaps, he makes the playoffs. It's a second round pick if he plays 70% snaps or less. Um, 
since that occurred, though, Carson Wentz is missing time because of a foot injury, which is good. Quentin Nelson's missing time because of a foot injury, which is uh, bad as well, too. Uh, Ryan Kelly's currently hurt as well. This is this is, looks bad already, and uh, I was kind of like, I was thinking about the Colts. I was like, it's either between them or the Titans. And after thinking about it more and ruminating on it, I absolutely hate the Colts this year. I'm not going to that, but the problem that I have is that Wentz is already hurt. He's awful, I'm, and he's he was yeah, all like I forgot how bad he was last year. I'm not doing this. Yes, of course he was bad. He was going to break all the records that you could ever break for being bad. Except Jalen Hurts would have broken all those records if he would have started every single game. So in the end, when it comes to Carson Wentz, I just don't like that the foot's already injured. I, well, I really well, and don't. Also, like he's been healthy throughout his entire career too. You know. Yeah, and I just think that with him already coming with that, and I, I'm not, I'm not feeling that injury at all because at first they would, they thought it was really serious, and then just like you said, with now the left guard out and now Ryan Kelly is, isn't their backup even questionable too? I don't know who their backup. Oh, their backup. I don't know who their backup guard is. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that there was more than two that was injured on the offensive line. Was my point because either way, it just. I, I'm agree with you. I was actually big on the Colts heading into this. This was always kind of my positive, your negative, but I'm just feeling negative about him, man. Yeah, and like I was reading stories too about Wentz in Philadelphia, how he was going to the line of scrimmage and just calling different plays because he was mad, Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know, just complete child, just child behavior, just real like, Peterson just real. Of, of course, like there was probably problems all throughout the locker room, but. Uh, you know, just like everything else that was going on, the fact that he just sat out because he was so bad and didn't want to, you know, break any more records like you mentioned. So last year, he was sacked 50 times. His completion percentage was 57.4%. He threw 15 interceptions. Um, if you account for dropped interceptions, that total comes out to 21. He had DVOA negative 35.9%. He was sacked on 10% of his dropbacks. He also fumbled 10 times too, which is my favorite stat. Um, and he had DYAR of negative 780. The last two seasons, he's had uh, 26 fumbles because he fumbled the ball 16 times <laughs> in 2019. Now protecting his blind side is going to be either Will Holden, Sam Tevy, Julian Davenport, or Eric Fisher. Um, he's probably going to fumble the ball 25 times if he starts 16 games this year. And like like you mentioned, he's hurt already. He's been hurt before. All he did last year was just like try to throw the ball downfield into to nobody at all whatsoever. His eyes closed by a bad offensive line, and I don't, I'm not liking this offensive line really so uh, very much right now too, just because of how bad the left tackle spot is. Like Wentz is a player who has to have a really good right tackle because he's completely blind, um, of course, to that side. Like he doesn't feel any pass rush coming from that direction either. And I think like you like we like we talked about before, uh, you can mitigate offensive line play. You can get by without a great left tackle, but some quarterbacks require it, and Carson Wentz is one of those guys. Well, I completely agree. But also at the same time, I mean, we saw last year, even though he was sacked fifty times, we saw last year with Philly where he would just hold the ball. Yeah. He's just holding the ball the entire time. And then he just round the pocket with four guys chasing him and throw the ball forty seven yards downfield. No, you mean throwing the ball seven yards down the field to Zach Ertz, trying to just get to him every single time. When the team is triple teaming the tight end, Zach Ertz, you should probably throw it to somebody else. Just throw it to somebody else. Just look at another guy. He's probably standing wide open. But Zach, I, Carson Wentz was just so awful because 
a lot of it was self-inducing. Like he was just doing it to himself when it came to those sacks. And I will say, though, let me ask you this, and not to be able to jump away from him a little bit, but do you think that Carson Wentz is going to be able to have a better year because maybe the pressure will be taken off? Because everybody keeps raving about Jonathan Taylor that this is his year now. Yeah, I mean, I think Taylor Taylor's awesome, but, like, I'm really just the most important part of the football is throwing the football. And, like, again, I don't like – I don't think their wide receivers are that good. I don't think he has a good deep threat wide receiver. Well, like Michael – that's great, right? Yeah, but he's thirty. He's thirty-two. That's that's. And Wentz was bad throwing the ball downfield last year, anyways. It's like it doesn't help him at all. Like Michael Pittman's supposed to be like that vertical possession receiver. Well, he was good at doing last year's run like slants and drags. Paris Campbell still hasn't happened. He got hurt, you know, after having yeah. seven targets in Week One last year. Zach Pascal's a big slot receiver. I just I don't really like their skill position players at all either. Um, Wentz's projection for this year. 63.7 completion percentage, 4,149 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 13 fumbles, 6.3 net yards of pass, and DVOA negative 7.1%. It's bad. That's a bad year. That's a good year for Carson Wentz, but it's a bad season. Sounds like Jameis Winston numbers, right? No, nah, he's not even close to Jameis. There's not enough touchdowns here. Oh, okay. Because Jameis would throw 37 touchdowns. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. I got Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't talking about the same guy. Sorry. Well, and also like Chris Ballard too, you know, he did a great job like rebuilding this team around Luck really quickly. And now they're in quarterback purgatory since Luck's retirement. But like, I don't even think Chris Ballard's that good either. He's pretty much has built this team around one really good draft class in 2018. And that's where this yeah. like success has come from because they traded down with the Jets. They got three second round picks out of it and they drafted Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, and then they grab Smith, Turnay, Lewis, and Hines. Great draft class, and uh, and like by nailing those like cornerstone players, that's kind of what they build their success off of, along along with their offensive line. And they've been able to have like a really zone heavy defense that hasn't had required a lot of investment into it. That's like usually you know pretty good, so like a fringe top ten unit. Like the only like real investment they made in their defense was training for divorce Buckner and signed him to, which was a great decision, and yeah, it worked out well. Um, but like. I think he's I think he's overrated as a GM. I think he's too conservative. And now you're at kind of like a spot where they're completely stuck. I think it's hilarious too for the Colts to go from Peyton Manning to Curtis Painter for one season to Andrew Luck and now the last three years were Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, and now it's Carson Wentz. And I think next year they're already looking for another quarterback. And it's exactly well, what they deserve. I'll put it to this way though. I mean this you're exactly right. I don't really like to say that, but you're exactly right whenever you're talking about the GM here, where you just look at this team from top to bottom, and they just, we talked about this last year with them, they're not doing anything. They just kind of stand still, and they make it like one piece to add at a year at a time, but they're not truly making the big moves that beforehand they could have, and they decided not to. And then they just keep trying to rehash these quarterbacks, which with Carson Wentz, I still like it because of the coach. I think the familiarity, familiarity, familiarity is going to be able to work out well between them. It's just with him already being injured, I already now see that going south, where then I see them just trying to get a quarterback, whether that's by trade 
or whether that's just going to be this team doesn't make the playoffs and then they're going to draft one or try to move up in the draft. I think, though, the defense is going to be solid. Oh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, I think they are going to be able to stop teams, which is a huge deal. It's just coming down to, I'll put it this way, if Jonathan Taylor is that special that everybody keeps saying he's going to be this year, then, yeah, I actually think that this team is at least an 11-win team. Okay. Well, I mean, like, do you think... I'm talking about Saquon first-year special. Okay. Well, I mean, he was he was... Like it took him like six weeks last year to be able to read the, his holes, and then once he started to do that, he really took off. I'm not disagreeing with like Taylor at all, um, but the injuries concern me in the offensive line already, and also just like I just think I just think Wentz is just gonna be really bad, and it's hard to run the football when the box is loaded, and they're playing press man coverage. I think it's really hard to do. So, and so, do you? All right, I'll put it this way. Do you think they would be able to trade for a quarterback this year? If Do you think they will if Wentz is out? No. You don't? They're gonna, you think- they'd start Easton or Ellinger. Really? I think they kind of like Easton, too, because they're like, he does everything he needs to do. He just hasn't played yet, you know? I just feel like that their best. Really? They like Easton? Is yeah. this the this guy? This is their the- quote. I mean, I'm quoting the team right now. They said the next thing he has to do is play, is actually play. And so I think they like him, you know? There's no way they like him. This has got to be a lie. So, do you think that this team was a Carson went is a Carson Wentz away from being like a playoff team, like a Super Bowl contending sort of team? Yeah, I would say so. I would think that if they or I still believe that if Carson Wentz is healthy with this type of offense and the coach, that they still have a shot to be that team. It's just yeah, they are a Carson Wentz away because this team could do damage in the playoffs. Where it's not like, oh my God, this is guaranteed Super Bowl bound. This is this team's gonna kill it. I just think you wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs. I would love to and see you, them in the playoffs. No, no, I'm even saying that with the Buffalo Bills last year, they put some pressure on. Yeah, Buffalo. But that, but that was a Philip Rivers though. Like I think Philip Rivers is a tremendously even right now he hasn't thrown football in three months. I think he's much better than Carson Wentz's. See, you're going that far. You hate Wentz. Wentz did something to you and your family. I'm not going He's down the now. least valuable player in football. I'm, and the I'm, other thing I didn't realize, too, that I was reading about during this Wentz thing was that MVP season he had before he tore his ACL, he was, like, completely on fire on third down the red zone, like an unsustainable level in those portions of the game. And he never got yeah. back to that level at all. And so he never threw the touchdowns at the same level. He never had the same efficiency that he had that year. And it was because it was completely unsustainable. And like the one year he's been healthy was that year when J.J. Van Clowney, you know, took out his head in the postseason. And he was like fine. Like he was like the 14th best quarterback that year. He was okay, I guess, you know? I just don't, I like, I don't like the left tackle position. The offensive line injury scare me. I don't really like the wide receiver group. I think Jonathan Taylor can be very good, but I see this as like the 24th best offense this year. All right. If Carson Wentz is healthy, then this is easily a top 13 offense this year. I don't think so. I think so. I hope he's healthy. I really do. I want saying. him to be healthy. I want to see how bad this is. he's going to be. No, I just, no, with the foot, man, he's already going to be done. This team's done, in my opinion, when it comes to that. Unless Eason turns into that guy, which kind of would be funny, but there's no way in hell he's that guy. You know what they should do, though? What should they do? Minshew. 
No, because it's the same thing on what they would have in the problem with Houston. You're not going to trade within your division. I guess so. I mean, yeah, Jackson will take a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick for him. Jacksonville would have to be so confident in Lawrence that they— They are. Lawrence is going to start week one. There's no question. Well, I know that, but what I'm saying is they would have to be so confident or they would not care to trade at Minshew to bite them in the ass in the same division. That's what I mean. You're playing. Yeah, but it's not like if, they, if Lawrence got hurt and they have <laughs> CJ Beathard out there and they have to play Minshew in week 16 to make the playoffs. That's not going to happen, you know? All I know is you don't want to trade the guy in the same division. For God's sakes, Jerry Jones, when his link is to make a phone call to CBS saying, you're going to kick somebody off, and you're going to put Romo in the booth. That's what he did. Jerry made that phone call. You just don't want to ever trade in your division. Sometimes you don't want to give that guy up because if he turns out to be that diamond, whew, I mean, ask the Chargers and Drew Brees. Ooh. Yeah, but that was a different division. And they didn't trade. They didn't trade Brees. They let him go to free agency, and then he chose the Saints instead of the Dolphins. It was even Why do you have I had to ruin my point, man. I was just trying to make a good the point. Funny, you the, just well, the funny one was was the Pats, and they traded Garoppolo San Francisco to trade him out of the division. They're like, oh, we can't have Jimmy here, and he's just... could have just gone with what I said. He's just bad. I mean, uh, Jimmy didn't bite anybody in the ass. They're all happy that Jimmy's gone. Jimmy doesn't play. Yeah, I can't wait for him to be in the back, be a backup week one. Um, but I think Minshew's the best quarterback available, so I wanted to make a trade right now. What would you like he's, like, he's like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know? So, Okay, if you're the Jags, though, second round? <laughs> you're not going to get a second round pick for him. What are you going to get for him? Maybe, like, I think the most you could get would be, like, the 150th pick. What is that? Is that sixth? Like, fourth somewhere there? That- Maybe. I don't think you could get a fourth, though. The whole trade thing doesn't make any sense anymore. I don't even understand the rules. I'm just going with it as if it's like fantasy right now. And that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing about Minshew last year was the Jaguars pulled the plug and tanked and they like completely got, they tried to get off the field as much as possible because he could win games so they could try to get Lawrence, you know, they like, they completely sabotaged him. He's coming back. Yank him. Yank him now. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, But I think this defense is going to be pretty good. Like, I think it's like last year. This is probably like, the 11th best defense. They have like a lot of edge rushing depth, but nobody is showing anything at all. They drafted Quiddy Pay. Um, they drafted Ode Ingbo. They also have Ben Benogu, but he's hurt right now. They still have Tycon Lewis. They still have uh, Ture. They still have Al Quadi Muhammad. None of these guys have ever actually had like a really good year yet, but they're still there. And maybe one of them actually kind of breaks out. But I think it's the one thing they're kind of missing because their interior pass rush is great. Um, they, have a, they have a good secondary. Quiddy pays in a walking boot. Oh, good. That's good too. <laughs> I'll let you know that. <laughs> uh, well, never mind then. But I mean, like they—that's what they're kind of missing on this defense is a good edge rush. And like last year, they got some production from Houston, but now he's in Baltimore. I think a lot of it was kind of you know empty there too. Um, but and they also they lost another guy too. I don't know. They lost somebody else. Doesn't even matter. This defense is still going to be solid, even though it's like twelfth. It's like the twelfth best defense. Yeah, I'd put that. I, I would say that. Hopefully, you would think that they'd be better. But once oh, they again. lost to Nico Autry. He went to Tennessee, but that's what they're missing. This team's missing a good edge rush. Yeah, I think they'll be actually just fine. I actually like this defense. 
I think that they're going to be really solid. I, in fact, I'd put the yeah, I'd put them ten to twelve. Yeah, I'd say twelth defense, twenty fourth ranked offense. And I, I I'm praying to God that Carson Wentz is healthy. If Jonathan Taylor though has that type of year, man, then it's a top fifteen offense. I'll I put guess, this way. I guess so. Then if they are so if they're twelve on offense, ten on defense, dude, that's a that's dangerous. I mean, you know but what? even even the Titans with Derek Henry, they didn't have a really good offense until Ryan Tannehill was there. Like he would still run for fourteen hundred yards and he had four point seven yards of carry and it didn't matter until Tannehill was there. They'd still be like the twentieth best offense. Yeah, but Tannehill is just so dreamy. It's all right. <laughs> we need to call Michael up. Uh so my my prediction here is that Carson Wentz sucks again. All right. That's not even a good prediction. At least go out on a limb. My prediction is that Jonathan Taylor has that breakout season. I think he kind of broke out already. No, I'm talking about he's going to have. Uh, give me break. a give me a rushing yard total: sixteen hundred yards, fourteen hundred. I'm gonna say fourteen. All right, four. I would consider fourteen like top five running back. You know. Yeah, I'm saying fourteen. All right. So the o- the over under here is nine. What are you What are you doing? That's. <laughs> I'm not going near that in Vegas. I would say, with Carson Wentz, I'm gonna say he's gonna be healthy. I'm gonna put this team at the ten and seven, eleven and six. I'm gonna put it at ten and seven. So I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm taking the under seven and ten, and uh, it's a lock. <laughs> I'm locking it down. You're just full of it. You just hate this team always. Every year it's this. I mean, I picked to make the playoffs last year. You know. Yeah, but you weren't still confident in them. Yeah, I was like, I think they're gonna win ten games, and they won like ten games. Stupid Philip Rivers. He got to the fifty man. I, I, my butt was clenched for that one. <laughs> I, was, I was like, come on. So the next team here, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Meow. Oh, God. So the point I was try, I was kind of alluding to earlier about the Jaguars is I don't think this is a 1-15 team last year. I think this is a team that started off 1-4 and four and they pulled a plug and sabotaged Minshew because they're like, let's go get Lawrence. We're, one, we're not making the playoffs this year. Let's benching everybody. Everybody's hurt. We're we have phony injuries now. We're putting guys on IR. We're starting Mike Glennon and his weird neck. We're starting Jake Luton's futon. We're putting out the absolute you know crust in the barrel um, out there. And so the Jaguars had a plexiglass principle of negative five last year. Their turnover differential is negative eight. They went one in six in one score games. Their only win was against the Colts in Week One when Minshew went like nineteen for twenty for two hundred fifty yards. Um, they won 2.7 less games than expected. And, uh, and yeah, they're still bad, but I think they really kind of sabotage themselves because there's a lot of good young talent on this team. And now they have that, you know, prodigal son, Trevor Lawrence, the next great generational quarterback prospect playing for them. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to agree. And it was because I don't remember what game it was. But I think we were actually watching it together, or I may have been watching it with my other friends that I'm much closer with than you. But I think that when it comes to Minshew, there was a game where he was winning it, or he was driving and coming back, and they just immediately pulled him, and they go, hey, hey, we're done. Yeah. We're, we're 
done with this. Like, they were legitimately angry. And he just goes and sits on the bench and is like, whatever. And then it, I'm pretty sure he pulled out his cigarette and started smoking it with his bandana. But that could have just been something else. I like this team overall, if healthy. The only thing I still don't understand is why would you draft a running back when your team was so bad and yet you had a thousand yard running back? Well, they said he's going to play wide receiver pretty much. What? Yeah. What do you mean he's going to? Why? He's going to play like slot wide receiver and and catch catch reverses and in the rounds and he's going to be like he's going to be like Percy Harvin is what they said. Oh, good. How well did Percy Harvin work out? I mean, he got hit in the head too many times, I think. Yeah, because it, it doesn't work out. It only works for maybe like one trick play every five games. Otherwise, it's just silly. And again, you just could have been able to do something else, especially if you're starting Robinson. I mean, I still like this team now. Yeah. I, if this is the real deal, I think this team would be fun I, to watch. I like their draft was weird though. Like like it you was. mentioned, like NCNA's a weird pick. Yeah, um, Campbell's a weird pick. Like he was supposed to be like you're on the bottom ten cornerbacks, but he's tall and he's athletic. And who knows how much cover through they play this year? Which I'm kind of expecting them to play a good amount of, even though they're running a three four. So I'm not exactly sure how that's gonna work out. And they also drafted Walter Little offensive tackle. He hasn't played football in two years, and they drafted him in like I believe the second round, which didn't make very much sense either. Um, and then kind of like their, their later picks, you know, who really cares though. And also I think like their free agent signings are kind of weird also in a way too. And then the secondary is probably going to be bad. Um, they, I like their pass rush some, like they, they could make the playoffs this year though. You know, there's just a weird team and this is a really weird team. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that far with it. And I agree that they are a weird team, but I'm not going to say that. Unless their offense is just crazy lighting it up, there's just no way when it comes to this defense because I don't like the secondary at all. Well, I feel like I don't like Cindy Jones. Griffin's kind of crappy. I like um uh pfft, I hate being so stupid. You like what I like CJ Henderson what? a lot. CJ Henderson like one of the best like rookie performances I've ever seen in the, as a cornerback, and then he got kind of bad throughout the year after that, but. And he was like, I guess, sat out of practice and was upset, but he's back out there practicing again. But yeah, I agree. I don't like their safety play very much either. But I do like I like their I like their linebacker group though. I think Josh Allen and Chase are perfect for a three four defense. I think Miles Jack is gonna be really good in three four defense. And they have a good like run stopping defensive line here too. And then they have pass rushers with Ray Robertson Harris and Smoot too, whenever they go. Um, on the interior to rush too. Like I like this pass rush, but yeah, I agree. I don't like the secondary very much at all. Which is why teams are just going to be able to throw the ball against them and pretty much everybody in their division. That's all they're going to be doing. But I, I, I just not, think... but that's that's the thing though. It's like not really though. What do you mean not really? The Colts aren't going to throw the ball a bunch. The Texans aren't going to throw the ball a bunch. The Hold Titans on. throw the ball like 25 times a game. The only team that may not be throwing the ball much is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Cause Houston. Other- Houston's going to run the ball 42 yeah. times a game. Houston is going to be throwing the ball because that's all they're going to be able to do. No, you- they're going to th- run the ball 42 times a game. No, they're going to split off those four running backs and they're just going to say, go guys. They're going to say, each of you get 10. You're Each of you get 10 carries. No, they're all, there's just no way that... The- I just can't. I'm telling you, they're they're gonna run the ball 42 times a game. They're already a bad team. Don't be boring and bad. Yeah, they're going to be. They're gonna be bad and boring. 
I don't want this. I don't want to watch your division. See, this is why I don't want to talk about this. Man, I love me some Jaguar offense. But don't you like the Marvin Jones? Because now yeah, I think have, it's good. You yep. have the vet guy for Lawrence. And he's a good, like, contested catch guy, you know. Exactly. I love LaVishka. LaVishka is awesome. Um, I love Chark. I... Colin Johnson's okay. They don't have a tight end. The Jaguars are, haven't had a tight end since Mercedes Lewis. Their tight ends this year are James O'Shaughnessy again and Chris Manhurts. They haven't had a good tight end since Mercedes Lewis. Remember they signed uh, Julian yeah. Thomas? Remember they signed Thomas from the Broncos? And they gave him like $12 million a year and he caught two touchdowns and retired after two seasons. <laughs> That was so awesome. Everybody picked him up in like the fourth round in fantasy. He was going to be the greatest. Yeah, I was one of those guys, and he ended up being awful. Yeah. Um, well, and also the Jaguars since 2017, they went 10 and 6. They've gone 12 and 36 since then. And um, if, need, if I need to remind you, this is kind of similar to the Colts when they drafted Andrew Luck, too, because they drafted him. They were 1 and 15. They had to gut the entire roster. You kind of saw how much Pam Man carried that team. They drafted luck, and they got really lucky that year. I think they were like eight and three in one score games. They had tournament differential of like plus fifteen. Luck should have thrown. He had, he threw like twelve interceptions that were dropped. Um, and then remember Pagano got cancer, and Bruce Arians took over as head coach. And like Andrew Luck would have hold on to the ball to the very last second and throw up forty yards and get hit, like get his jaw broken every time. And like I think the Jaguars could make the playoffs this year if they're really fortunate. Like I think if they go like six and three in one score games and they have a high turnover differential, there's enough young talent on this team where they could possibly make the playoffs. Hey man, uh what was the record? Uh I, I, I can't remember. What record did you have to have to make the playoffs in the AFC last year? I think you know win ten games. No, ten team ten win teams were actually not able to go in, some of them. And no, was, the, the Colts won 10 games last year. They made the playoffs. Well, I know, but I think that was some type of tiebreaker, I thought. Yeah, they had a tiebreaker. Oh, they won, the Colts won 11 games last year. Oh, yeah. See, the 10 team, the 10 win teams were not able to go because the AFC is so freaking dominant. And that's my point. Matt, you're out of your mind. The I'm, not, I'm not picking to make the playoffs. I want to. I think no, I want. I'm just saying that the door is open. It? I think Why it could happen. It? Why don't you do it? I'm just saying I think it could happen. Yeah, I think you should do it. You're talking about it. Yeah, I Why want. I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. Why not make that your big prediction? Because uh, their secondary is bad, and I have concerns <laughs> about their offensive line, exactly. and also I don't know like what this Urban Meyer thing's going to be like either. Right, Are you excited for Urban Meyer? Tebow's already cut. I can't believe that we're doing this after. I don't Tebow. want to talk about Tebow. Um, well, I don't want to talk about him either. I'm just saying that he was cut, which is why you probably want to do the show today. No, I don't want to talk about Tebow. <laughs> what did he do to you? What did nothing? I I mean, he was there for to like motivate players and to work hard in practice. That's why he was there. And he's so like friends with Urban Meyer. Well, I was gonna say then. So you not believe in Urban Meyer? Do you think that says something about Urban Meyer? No, I mean it makes sense why they did it. But I was asking you, do you think Urban Meyer is a football coach or a meme? I don't know because there it, hasn't been a college coach who's done well in the NFL except for Jim Harbaugh, and he had three good years before he got outcasted. You know. Well, it's like what you and I talked about though with the drafts and everything. It kind of didn't make any sense. So that's why when it comes to this, I really do want to wait and see. But with their draft, it, 
it kind of goes back to they should have been able to pick the better options for their team to be, to be able to make them actually more of a contender. Where Meyer, I'm not sure what he did. Now, if it ended up working, and to your point, if they win nine games, that is really successful in my book. I just don't see it. And right now, I'm not believing in him. So I'm going to consider him a gimmick or a meme. Yeah. I, I just, they're weird. The city of Jacksonville's weird. The Jaguars are a weird football team. Their owner's weird. Their draft was weird. Whoa. Their uniforms are weird. Their pool is weird. The pool, the pool's sick, actually. I would love to take a piss in that pool. Okay, just we sit in there to... and just piss for, for three hours. We have to do that. I wonder how much it costs. I. I think we've looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's a few thousand. Ugh. And I think it's around like five to seven. I can't do that. Oh, you have to rent it out. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Why? I would, I would, uh, no. Six million listeners are going to donate in order for us to go to this pool. So then we can do a live show there. All right. Maybe in 2042, whenever I retire, we can do that. That works. 2049. I'll sell all my comic books for it. That sounds good. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, it's just, it's a weird team. Urban Meyer is weird. Daryl Bevel being the offensive coordinator is weird. Uh, Joe Cullen being the defensive coordinator is weird as well too. He was the guy who was, who dr- was drunk and got fired because he drove through a Wendy's drive through naked. He, he's the defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's strange. This whole team is strange. And like, and also like Trevor Lawrence being this, prestigious you know quarterback god ending up in jacksonville i think is also really hilarious too and it's also strange as well like i think the whole this whole jacksonville season is very bizarre i think they're the weirdest team in the nfl which is why are, do you want me to reveal my big prediction here yeah let's hear it man i think they win at most six games at most six games at most six games. I think this team truly goes six and ten. All right. Um, my and, hold on. Let me do another big prediction here. Uh, well, this must be like your little cute prediction. You know, not necessarily yeah, no, a win-loss prediction. That's what I mean. Let me go backwards here. Okay. So my other one is that Garden Minshew is not traded this year. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, you know. No, it doesn't. They're just going to hold on to him because, again, I think they're going to try to be asking for a second or third. That's not going to happen. That's what I think they're going to be asking for. I'm not saying that's what I mean. It's not going to happen, but that's what I think they're going to be asking. Yeah, well, they're mentally ill then. Yeah. And they are mentally ill. They are. I make I, this that, let's make this clear. Uh, my, my cute prediction is that Trevor Lawrence has a higher DVOA than Andrew Luck had his rookie year. What? Yeah. What did Andrew Luck have? Like 3% or something like that. I think you're crazy. And I also, I, I'm, I was gonna try to go with him throwing more touchdown passes than Herbert, but Herbert was so good last year. Why would you ever insult him like that, man? My, uh, my only concern about Lawrence this year in the Jaguars' offense is their offensive tackle play. Like Cam Robinson gave up eight sacks last year. Ooh. He's had he's had a lot of problems uh, in pass protection. Like Juwan Taylor. Hmm. They got man hurts protecting now. That's a tight end. Yeah, I know. They're going to put him at... They don't have a tight end. It's going to be... I'm pretty sure yeah, they're, they're just... They're never well. gonna, uh, and then Juwan Taylor has been able to match his hands and feet all that well. Like, I think Taylor could be a really good right tackle. I'm not buying Cam Robinson's ever, ever going to be. But that's my one concern for Lawrence this year is the tackle play. 
Yeah, Norwell. Is he already hurt too? No, he's never. I can't believe they didn't cut him. Um, they restructured his contract for like $8 million this year, but he's been one of the worst free agent signings I've ever seen. So the over-under here is 6.5. I'm taking the over. I'm going eight wins. I think they're better than the Colts this year. I'm going eight and nine. They also are the youngest team in the NFL, and they have the second easiest schedule this year too. I'm going eight and nine. And I think there's okay. a chance they can make the playoffs. That's great. Okay, no. You're... Eight and nine, and chance to make the playoffs, Matt. Yeah, you have to win twelve games in the AFC. Maybe not this year. What? Maybe you... maybe they go seven and one in one score games. All right. Either way, I already gave you my prediction. I I just switched mine. I thought I put the Q. All right, it was my fault. I just got them switched. But yeah, I'm saying it's the under six and ten. Yo, you're saying the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under six and ten. All right. I'm, I'm, yeah, all right. Yeah, you're crazy. I always fall for Jacksonville every year. Yeah, I know you do, which is why. Well, I'm last crazy. year I was like, they're not, gonna, they're, they're the not, Colts. they're not bad enough to be a bottom team. They, they're not going to bottom out at all, and they sabotage themselves to make it happen. And the year before that, I picked them in the division. They won like four games, so who cares? Um, the next team here, the Tennessee Titans. Are you ready to tie it up, Daddy? <laughs> you ready to tie it up? So the Tennessee Titans, last time we saw them, Taylor Lewan was hurt and they could not run block at all against the Baltimore Ravens. Ryan Tannehill threw a late game interception to Marcus Peters that iced it. Uh, Mike Vrabel had one of the most coward punts or one of the most coward field goals you'll ever see as well too. And uh, the Titans, you know, were sent back home with their tail between their leagues after they made three straight postseason trips. Um, last year they won the division. The year before that, they came in as a wild card team. Uh, this year, the repeating division champ added a lot of star talent. This year, they had Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, and the one and only Julio Jones. Um, and combined with that, they also had Janoris Jenkins, Matthias Farley, Kevin Johnson, Josh Reynolds, and Kel Lamb. So really, what the Titans did this year was they took their depth and they said, "We don't need depth." We'll just get UDFI guys. We'll get late round draft picks to kind of fill the holes. We're gonna get star talent and uh, and add some cornerstone players. And they did that with you know, Dupree, Julio Jones, Jenkins, who I think is like just pretty good. He's not necessarily a star. And Autry, who again I guess like pretty good not star. But they had like supreme, like really good talent. It wasn't like filling a bunch of holes across the board. It was turning you know thirteen players into one singular player. Um, did you like their off season this year? Yeah. I love their off off season this year. The only thing that I'm just nervous about is because, and not to jump if you're going to talk about it, but I don't care, is them losing their offensive coach. But other than that, I mean, I really do like their off season this year, and I think that they are taking the next steps forward to be able to compete in the AFC, which is why, once again, I mean, this is still, in my opinion, the top four, top five, top three, whoever you want to put it, I think this is going to be a badass team to watch this year. Oh, yeah. They're going to be a lot of fun. And they don't even need a tight end, which is why it's so much fun. Because with Hey, Ferkser's pretty good. Come on. I like Ferkser. Don't be, don't, Ferkser's not no man hurts. It's, come on. With Henry Henry Brown Jones, that's all you need in life, man. That's it. Because what are you going to do? Uh, all right, so who's the best tight end in this division? 
You got Ferkser. You got Jeff Swim in Tennessee. The Jaguars have O'Shaughnessy and Manhurts. The Colts have Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle. The Texans have Jordan Aikens, Kahali Waring, Farrell Brown, and Brevin Jordan. Who's the best tight end in this division? So, wait, you, you named like a lot. So, best single or best duos? No, here? best single tight end. I named best all the tight ends in the division. I'm going to say Cox. And that's not even because. I think Doyle's better than Cox, though. Well, no, Doyle's just old man where he's just like a Jason Witten type where he's just going to run and he's just going to be able to catch it. He's pretty sneaky. Well, exactly. He's the Jason Witten of that team, which is why it's fun. But I think Cox is always going to be that touchdown player, which is why I would put him above anybody else in this division. I would go Doyle. Um, But I I would go Doyle. Yeah, I think you're also, I think you're underrating Anthony Ferkser right now. And I don't like it. What do you mean I'm underrating him? There's no underrating. The Tennessee Titans are going to use him in the end zone every now and then. He's going to have three touchdowns in three back-to-back games, like one in each game. And then everyone's going to pick him up in fantasy, and then he's not going to do anything. You know how many touchdowns Cox had last year? Three. Six. Six? Three. It was six. He never catches a bunch of touchdowns. He catches like two or three a year. Hey, I'm telling you what he's going to do this year. Doyle's the one who had six that one season. It's Simon Cox. Well, you know what? You asked me a question, <laughs> and I answered it, okay? Um, yeah, I, I think, well, so one of the strange things about the Titans this season um, is the projection system. So last year, their defensive DBA, they came out, I believe, at 30th they or 29th. This year, Football Outsiders have them projected as having the worst defense in football. And so I'm going to go through their defense real fast. And let me know if you think this is the worst defense in football. So their outside linebackers, Bud Dupree and Harold Landry. Their inside linebackers are Sean Evans and J.M. Brown. Their defensive line is Jeffrey Simmons, Tierra Tart, Danico Autry. Their cornerbacks are Christian Fulton, Janoris Jenkins, Caleb Farley, uh, Brian Body Calhoun. Their safeties are Kevin Bayard and Amari Hooker. Or Amani Hooker. This is not the worst defense in football. No, I'm not going to say it's the worst, but I don't really like it. There's I like just, it. I'm not saying there's just not a standout. There's Kevin, just Kevin no- Bayard is a top three safety. I think Jeffrey Sims, Jeffrey Simmons is going to make a breakout this year where he's like, give me a fringe all, port, all pro sort of player. Bud Dupree is what they signed Jadavion Clowney to do. And I think he'll be able to provide that same sort of like run stopping uh, tenacity here. And like, Landry gets a lot of hurries, but he doesn't get a lot of interceptions. I don't think Janoris Jenkins is very good. I think he's fine. But I think there's a big difference between you know, Janoris Jenkins and, I don't know, man, they started some bad cornerbacks last year. Um, <laughs> he's better than like... But it's You're hoping Simmons is going to have a breakout. You got me with Bayard, fine. But there's no... I, there's nobody that's going to be able to put any type of pressure on any quarterback. All right, Breon like, Borders. He's a lot better than Breon Borders. He's a lot, he's better than you know, Malcolm Butler. No, Malcolm Butler is just fine. Yeah, I'm saying Janoris Jenkins is better than Butler is. And I love Christian Fulton. I, I think he had great tape at LSU. He was hurt last year. Uh, Caleb Farley is like has the body to be a great cornerback, but he was hurt coming into the draft and slid to them as well too. Like I think this could be a mediocre defense. Like I'm not buying this fact that they're gonna be an awful defense. The the other strange thing about it too is their defensive coordinator Shane Bowen 
Titans fans absolutely hate Shane Bowen. They think he's the Antichrist. Yeah, they absolutely can't stand him. Why? I don't know. I guess he's bad at it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know the intricacies of Mike Vrabel and uh, Shane Bowen coaching this defense last year, but they uh, they were bad last year. But that's where it was. Hold on. I think I'm talking about two years ago. Either way, the problem with the Titans defense is the fact where they just aren't able to put any type. And this is where I'm going to just say this guy's name. You're not going to be able to put any type of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And that's what it all comes down to. With this defense, they're just not going to I be think able to. I think they can have a little bit of front four no. pressure. They couldn't, man. All right. Man. Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, what? Bud Dupree, Demetrius Autry. What? It's just it's pretty good. It's not going to be able to against their offense. Yeah, it's not going to suffocate them. But yeah, they would have to score. They would have to get like when to beat Kansas exactly. City, Tennessee would have to win the turnover battle, and Derrick Henry would have to run for two hundred twenty-five yards. Maybe, but now and even the, then, that may not pull it off. But they would have to at least do that, you know. Man, I think you'd have to do even more than that. I think it had it would have to start at that, you know. I I mean I think this pass rush is pretty good. I like it. I like their secondary. I like Evans and Brown. I know they had down years last year. Um, I mean, I'm anticipating for them to bounce back too. But yeah, I think this defense is mediocre at least. You know, I would give them mediocre. I would say that they're going to be better than the Dallas defense last year. So yeah, I'm going to say that they're going to be a mediocre defense overall. But I'm not saying I'll put it this way: this is like top 25. That's not mediocre. I put it <laughs> like top, top 16 is mediocre. Uh, I'm not putting top 16. <laughs> right, so is this the 20th best defense? Yeah. So that's pretty bad. That's 18? Uh, that's mediocre. See, 18. I was going to say 18. Yeah, I would say like 14 to 18 is mediocre. Okay, see, 18. I'm not going to say top. I, mean, I can't. No. I think this would be like the 14th best defense. Whatever. You're full of it. And by the way, also, do they have a kicker? Yeah, they have no Gostowski. They're having like three. They're having a kickoff this year. They have like three UDFA kickers. That's good. I think that's going to work really well for them. I hope so. Um, So offensively, if you're playing NFL Street or NBA Jam with two wide receivers, do you think would you pick the Titans? Do they have the best wide receiver duo in football? Do they have your favorite wide receiver duo in football? It truly comes down to that if Julio is going to be healthy. But if Julio is healthy, then yes, this is easily going to be the best duo on planet Earth to be able to watch. Because, well, I mean, I would compare it because I think Julio is going to be moving that slow. Is going to be over in Kansas City where you have the Tyreek Hill, where you have the A.J. Brown. I know a different player, A.J. Brown, I would I love. But when it comes to Julio moving like their tight end down in Kansas City – I feel like it's very similar to that type of aspect where it's just going to be going back and forth between the two, but where the difference is going to be able to lie is the Derrick Henry, but this is easily the best duo in the NFL. Yeah, I, it's my favorite duo also. Like I love A.J. Brown, and I love how much A.J. Brown loves Julio Jones. You know Exactly, and this is because you know that A.J. just grew up watching Julio, and he was one of his favorite players growing up. Being able to see, he probably idolizes game. They they really look alike as far as body type goes. Where I think that's why AJ probably loves Julio so much. And 
again, if Julio is healthy, that's just scary. Because you're probably just going to be paying attention to them, and then all of a sudden Josh Reynolds is going to make a catch. Yeah, he's all right. Like, he's a good third wide receiver. That's what my point is that you're not even going to be looking at him. And all of a sudden he's just going to come down with the touchdown and be like, what the hell? Well, I think there's Lester Ferkser comes into play. I think there's a couple of questions about this offense, though. One is Derrick Henry's workload. Can he handle 270 carries again this year? Two, how healthy is Julio Jones? Three, as you alluded to earlier, uh, what do they do with Arthur Smith not being here as the offensive coordinator? Replacing him is Todd Downing, who was the offensive coordinator once for the 2017 Raiders. Uh, and the Raiders, went like they won like six games that year. He was fired, and John Gruden came in the year afterwards. And the other thing is, what can like Ryan Tannehill keep playing at that same level, especially as a play action passer? And those are four big questions. So let's let's do rapid fire here. Can Derrick Henry handle 270 carries again? Yes, he's still pulling trucks in the off season. All right, is Julio Jones going to be healthy? Do you think he starts 14 games? No. Are how much of the Texans? How much of the Titans going to miss Arthur Smith? Do they think they have a big drop off in play calling that? significantly affects this offense yes and then do you think ryan Tannehill can keep being a really great play action passer he would if he had the coach that he wants all right that's i wish arthur smith stayed for one more year it's really upsetting yeah and that's kind of why i want the tennessee Titans to be so good because i love this offense just to your point this is the nfl street but that was such a big deal because now you're He's going a god. To... He's a play-action god. Yeah, and you knew how to be able to control the other teams. I, that it's a it's a scary thing because I don't want the Tennessee Titans to drop off, but I think we're going to have a drop off this season. Um, I wish we could watch Arthur Smith coach a Titans offense with Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Exactly. It sucks. Like it's, they, he was so good, Corey Davis. Did last somebody year. tell him that before he took the head coach job? <laughs> somebody should have mentioned, "Hey, we're really going to go after Julio." Are you sure? Well, he he signed in Atlanta, and Atlanta traded him, you know, Tennessee after the fact. So, oh my God, that was probably in the deal. It was easily a draft day situation. Okay, you're going to you can have him. Arthur, but you're sending Julio. But you're sending Julio. You know that's what happened. Uh, I'm going to say something here that's going to make you mad. No, my uh, my favorite player, my favorite offensive rookie to watch this year is going to be Rodens, who's the rookie right tackle the Titans draft in the second round this year. I cannot wait to watch Rodens in this mid zone offense. He's from North Dakota State. Um, he's gonna re- he's gonna replace. Well, they had a problem last year. They had Dennis Kelly start right tackle. He was pretty good. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get a bigger contract. He ended up just signing with um, with Green Bay at the end of the year. And But whenever Taylor Luan got hurt, like that's when their run game really kind of fell apart. Not necessarily fell apart, but got like really bad, especially in that Ravens game against a good front seven. But I do think Dillard, Dylan Randons is my favorite offensive rookie to watch this season. I can't wait. Yeah, that's not even close to what I was going to say. Uh, no, Matthew... You know why? Because hold on, hold on. I just got to do this real quick here because I always forget names, but I cannot forget this name. All right, hold on, hold on. Who is down in the Falcons here? Who is down in the Falcons? Yeah, who's the rookie on the Falcons? 
The, oh, pits. Oh, pits. Yeah. You're out of your damn mind. <laughs> That's what I mean. See, I blank on names and I had to get this one right. Are you freaking kidding? I cannot wait to watch Raddens. You're I can't even wait. an Atlanta fan, and I hate them. And you're saying that you would rather watch this guy instead of Kyle Pitts. I can't wait. Man, are we doing this? Yeah, we're you're doing not, this. You're not believing what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to take this back. Because I'm going to write this down, and then I'm going to bring this up whenever we're talking about Atlanta, and then I'm just going to say, see, I told you so. Yeah, you're going to be like, you see that catch pits, maybe like, did you see these seven great blocks Radden's made? Oh my God. We're not going to talk about this. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not doing this. <laughs> Are I'm you excited gonna... for Dylan Radden's watch all year long? Nope. I'm not doing to- I-, I don't want to watch those highlight tapes. If you ever send me a oh, highlight Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Nope. I cannot wait. Man, I'm really excited for this year now. Um. Also, I w- also want to bring up too the Ravens Titans rivalry is my favorite rivalry in football right now. I would say so, and that's only because with even Lamar talking the smack after the game, you know that's going to be able to eat it up even more. So yeah, I'm going to agree. This it's is like building. the only two teams that actually really hate each other. Exactly, and it's building too. Yeah, it's not stopping <laughs> down. It's just continuing more and more. I think the only other one that you would probably have that's going to be continuously building would be the Kansas City and Tampa. Yeah, but they only play, they're in different conferences. They play each other yeah. once this year, but they're different conferences. That's what I mean, though. They're going to play each other, though, again. Well, the real rivalry is going to be the Broncos and the Chiefs this year. Oh, my God. See, why do you do this? You would <laughs> point with whenever you said the Tennessee and Baltimore, we were on the same page. And then this is what, Denver? Why are we doing this? It's going to be good. You see Drew Locke's preseason game, three of four, 105 yards. Oh, my God. Because he threw a four-yard pass that turned to a giant touchdown. That's what you love, too. You're like, see, look how great that is. (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, So my little prediction here is that Derrick Henry is going to miss a couple games this year. Because of rest? No, because he's going to be – actually, he's probably going to get hurt. No, it's going to be because of rest. I think he has one more, like, monster year in him, but I think he's going to miss, like, two or three games. I and I would say, and I agree with you on the one more monster year, but it's for sure this year because he's going to give his body for Julio being on the team. The one thing I didn't know, and I learned this last year, um, whenever I did that AFC South preview, was um, the guy Justin Graver who covers the Titans. I spoke to him about Derek Henry and the same question. He's like, "Well, one thing that a lot of people don't know about is Henry didn't really have a high workload until like three years ago with Tennessee." Like even Alabama, he didn't have a high workload. Um, he shared carries with D'Amico Murray for two his first two years here, and so he's only had three really high usage seasons. And so he he thought that he can keep doing this for you know a long time to come. But that's also like a very optimistic Titans fan, you know. No, I okay, yeah. The Titans analysis, I should say. I was gonna say. I think yeah. fan belittles the work that he does. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I would say that you are. I don't even know who you're a fan of these days. You just make me sick on whoever you talk about. It's always the worst. Just like we're talking about who you're going to pay attention this year. Dylan Raddins, baby. No, I'm not even doing this. So when it comes to this team, I'm going to say for my little nice prediction is that Derrick Henry does not slow down, and it's at least another 1,500 yards. All right. And thanks to Dylan Raddins. Running behind Dylan Raddins this year. <laughs> you know what? Yes. 
fine. If you send me, don't send me. No, I don't want you. You send me a highlight. I swear to God. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I really like the tight ends. I like the fact that they go for it every year. They try and prove every year. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just really like this team. I'm excited for the Titans again. I hate losing that offense, man. I'd, yeah, I wish Arthur Smith was still here. Yeah. If Arthur Smith was still here, I'd say this is a, a Super Bowl contending sort of team. But I'd since agree. he isn't here, I think they're just going to win the division. They're going to be a playoff team. And they'll probably get balanced into the wild card round or the divisional round. So the over-under for the Titans is nine wins. I'm taking the over. I'm going 10-7. and seven. Man, really? I thought they were going to make it hard on us and put it at 10 wins. But yeah, I'm going to take the over. But I'm going to say a little bit different. I'm going to say 11-6. and six. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think, again, like the, this, they went 72 one-score games. Their turnover differential is plus 11. Uh, they play a fairly easy schedule. Like everything that is kind of like, everything is saying that they're going to be worse this year. Uh, but the Titans are kind of bizarre, funky team. They keep pulling it off. And the other thing, too, is I just think their defense is going to be the 32nd ranked defense. And then they're going to be like 16th, you know? Yeah, and I'll put it, if their defense is in the top 15, which I still don't think it's going to be, but if it is, then this will be a damn good team. Yeah, I think it would be incredibly dangerous if their defense is able to pull that off because that means that they're at least making plays in the backfield. I just don't see it, which is why I think this team is going to take a step back. Because even the 11-6 is a step back for me. I think it's mainly because I, I think I like Simmons. I just like Simmons a whole lot. I like Dupree a whole lot. Like I think those are two are like two really just like dominating defensive players. And Dupree was incredible last year until he tore his ACL. Um, so he should be fun to watch there too. But I mean, what really kind of swung for the Titans to me was learning more about the Colts and think more about the Colts. I was like, they're going to be bad. And so I think the, the Titans like the clear you know, favor in the division. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say so. And that's just because with the quarterback play in Indy, there's no way you're able to trust it. And the Jags, we don't know what the hell they're going to be with Urban Meyer. So I'm going to, no matter what, I'm going to agree because the Tennessee Titans, you're expecting them to be at least a top five team in the AFC. Yeah. I I put on like, I think it was Kansas City. Put them at four or five. Yeah. And I think it goes Buffalo, Baltimore, Wait. Los Angeles, Cleveland. No, and then the no. Titans below that. No, no, you put Cleveland at number three. What are you, what are you talking about? I have put the Chargers over Cleveland. Okay. What are you doing right now? Stop it. We were on a good note. We were about to. Because they, they can throw the ball. I don't like Baker very much, though. So. Oh my God! What is the if Minshew? I would rather have Minshew in Cleveland than Baker this in Cleveland. This is disgusting. I am so done with you. Um, so to recap: the Texans four win. I have the under at three and fourteen. You have the over at five and twelve. Somebody's a little optimistic here. The Colts at nine wins. I have the under at seven and ten. You have the over at ten and seven. The Jaguars at six and a half wins. I have the over at eight and nine. You have the under at six and ten. And the Titans at nine wins. I have the over at ten wins, and you have the over at eleven wins. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I love this division. It's always so stupid. I'm not watching this division at all. It's always so stupid. Not doing it. I'm busy those days. So, do you have any closing thoughts at all? I don't have any closing thought on this division. I just don't want to ever watch it. But, oh man, if I. We're going to have to watch a Texans game together just so I can go through that madness with you because you're going to have to have some company if that's the only team you can watch. 
Yeah, you come over and watch with my my bastard baby. I will. Just buy a seven. You know what? Buy like a seventy-five inch TV. Tell the wife us and the baby need it, and this is gonna heal your. It's gonna heal your game, <laughs> and it's because you're gonna feel like that you're actually inside of the game, so, or the yeah the game. So it's gonna make you feel better. Yeah. Um, well, that Costco had an eighty-six inch television for sale for fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, let's get it. Oh my god! Yeah, how many times I'd watch it? Probably twice. No, not when it comes to football. You would always. I only, have- I only watch the Texans. I watch the rest of my computer. Yeah, I know, but you would watch the Texans on that, which is why. Yeah, you- I guess I've watched eighteen watch Texans games, whatever it is. There you go. It's worth it. Well, uh, you go make a drink. Well, we're done the AFC South, and we're going to do Miley's favorite division, the NFC East. Uh, so until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bell Red Radio. And thank you for being on this afternoon, too. Oh, my God. Would you see Chargers better than Cleveland? Oh, my God. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.